Welcome to the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, Marketing on Tap podcast. Yes, it's our first one, and we're a little bit nervous. I'm your host, Jim McCune, and my co-host, as always, Jackie DeBella. Hey, guys. We're the co-founders of the CBMAs, and this podcast is sponsored in part by the EGC Group. So, we are really excited today to kick off this series with our first guest, uh, Zane Lamprey. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Sounds very, sounds very exciting. He sounds, he sounds foreign. Zane. Okay. That'd be French. He's French, yeah. So, yeah, we're excited. Zane Lamprey, comedian, beer celebrity. I'm sure everybody knows who this guy is. Uh, first off, we're big fans. Um, I believe we're fellow New Yorkers, right? I I say that I'm from New York because it keeps conversations simple, but I'm actually from Syracuse, New York. But when I say I'm from New York, people assume I'm from the city and I don't correct them because, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's Syracuse. Let's be honest. Come on. You got that New Yorker vibe, but I know you're- I do. I do. I do. I'm a little bit of a dick. Yeah, I, 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 I got to have that little New York thing going on. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, first off, thank you so much for your support with the CBMAs. Uh, two years in a row now as a judge. Uh, obviously, the awards competition could not um, happen without our judges. They yep. volunteer their time to visually critique entries, and they also support us along the way. Um, this year was special. Um, you were also voted by your industry peers as the 2020 CBMA's Man of the Year. So, uh, no, actually, I was the only one who voted on that. But, is that what thank you. I knew. Thank you. I was the one. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was a. It was a write-in ballot where I was. I was voting on other things, and I just at the bottom I said Man of the Year Zane Lamprey, and it sounds like I didn't have much competition, so I, I happily accept. I told Jackie those last few ones came in from Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> that's, they, that's right. they came in pretty late. You gotta wonder. I did, I did. I was, I dropped them off in the, uh, in the, in the Boston Harbor, uh, from from <laughs> from Georgia or something. I don't know. They were from dead people. It's fine. We're good. We, we are going to get back to the Man of the Year award, but first off, just we'll take a few minutes and why don't you introduce us, our guest, to a little bit about uh, Zane Lamprey. Uh, I have a whole sheet of stuff that you are up to. Well, listen, Jim, you know, you, you, you did pick my favorite topic of things to discuss and that is myself. So, uh, you're, you're telling me I have a half hour, so I will, I will whittle down, uh, my usual rhetoric. Um, for people who don't know me, I'm sorry. For people who do know me, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I, I started doing a show. It's funny. I just did an interview with, uh, one of the papers in, in Syracuse. I grew up and the guy said, man, you've been doing this for, for like what, 25, 30 years. I'm like, no, I didn't start when I was eight (laughs) or or 18. Um, yeah, no, look, I I started doing it in, um, in 2006, I did a show called three sheets where I traveled around the world drinking. Uh, that was on a network called Mojo after four seasons. The show was the top rated show on the network, but the network went out of business. So then I uh, started talking to, you know, actually the interesting part of that is I, I did a, the show was called three sheets and I did a save three sheets pub crawl, one in Los Angeles, one in, in New York city. 
And it's not it's not like I had I didn't have the rights to the show. I was just a, a work for hire. And right. they they when they canceled the show, I was like, what are you trying to do? They said, we're trying to find another network to buy it. No one was buying it. What I didn't realize is that they weren't just selling three sheets. They were selling like a library of, of four original shows. So a lot of right. networks did want three sheets. They just didn't want uh, they just didn't want a the other shows deal. that came along with it. Yeah, they want a package deal. So so I had about 600 people show up at my pub crawl in, in Beverly Hills on, uh, on Thursday. And and we walked through Beverly Hills, past all the networks, 600 people. We were very loud, but it was a pub crawl. We went to we went to four different bars, three different bars. And then the next day, the next morning, um, which was a fantastic idea uh, with, with that hangover, got on a flight and oh. uh, went to New York and did the same thing in New York on Friday. Um, and there we we couldn't count, but the estimates were about 900 to 1,000 people. Wow. And it was it was it was amazing. I mean, it was like a turnout, which just blew my mind. And we walked through the streets chanting th- "Save Three Sheets." Uh, pe- people paid attention, you know. I'll, and we went by all the networks, and they were looking out the windows, like, "What is this thing?" and whatever. So, the last stop was at this Irish bar in Manhattan. That was it was about it was a four three or four story bar, and I was on the top floor. It was packed with all of our people, and my buddy Jim, the cop from. Uh, East Islip in Long Islip. Island. Long Island. You guys know where that is. Uh, you, you might actually be there. Um, and they, um, he said, he goes, dude. I'm sorry, that was more of a that was more of a Boston accent. He's like, he's like, Mark Cuban's downstairs and he wants to buy three sheets. And I'm like, dude, oh, Mark God. Cuban's not here. He's like, no, he was he was on he was in the crawl with us. I'm like, I don't. Mark Cuban was not on the. I will go downstairs with you. Four flights just to prove to you that it's not Mark Cuban. And I get down there. And it was Mark Cuban. He's like, Zan, I want to buy the show. I'm like, it's not mine to sell, but, uh, you know, anyway, put him in touch with the right people. And, and he come to find out, that's how I found out they were trying to sell five, five shows, uh, along with three sheets. And so, uh, when three sheets, when Mojo went off the air, I called Mark Cuban and said, Hey, let's do a domestic version of the show called drinking made easy. I'll go around. I'll do, I'll do stand up at night. I'll do the show during the day. And, It'll be great. And he's like, let's do it. 24, 24 episodes. Boom. Good. So that was like in like March or something like that. And then that summer I was on the road doing uh, three, sh- doing drinking made easy, uh, doing, st- shooting the show during the day, doing stand up at night. I did 24 episodes, 51 live shows in 87 days. Gained, oh, gained, wow. gained, gained uh, 48 pounds. <laughs> and then, um, that, then this, this year, I was going to go out on uh, a tour. It's ba- it was basically the 10th the, the anniversary of that tour. I was going right. to go on tour to 71 breweries uh, across the country and do my, my new stand-up. Um, and it was, it was what was going to stop us, you know? Like, <laughs> we were, with tickets were going to go on sale on St. Patrick's Day. We'd been planning it since, since December. And then right before, yeah, right, right before St. Patrick's Day comes and uh, the pandemic, most of us didn't even know what that word meant, but right. but then we are in it. And so now we're, we're just in a holding pattern until we can go out and, and do it again. So that's, that's me summed up. I guess the other, other thing I did was uh, I did do a show called Chug for, uh, for Net Geo. And then I did um, four sheets for Drink TV. 
Um, so Chug is know. awesome. I mean, that that's the one with the train, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we're just just trying Wait, to come up with a funny name. Yeah. Thank you. I, it's, it's supposed to be a, a funny name, right? Like we we uh, you chug drinks, but in ours you were chugging along, going from one location to the next. We just had to. All we had to do was make sure at some point during each episode we got in a train. Sometimes a subway, <laughs> sometimes a train, whatever. Monorail, it didn't matter. Well, either way, whatever show, I mean, they were all awesome. You're the magic um, sauce, I believe, and all of it, obviously. I, I, I just remember Three Sheets being so contagious that you couldn't wait to the next episode. Uh, every time I see uh, you share a new one, um, uh, I guess you guys are putting up some here and there. Uh, what a blast from the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm doing some um, uh, pop-ups of uh, kind of behind-the-scenes pop-ups and stuff like that on, on, on YouTube. So at, mm-hmm. at, at ZaneLamprey.com, uh, every, everything's there. And by the way, I appreciate what you're saying. It's incredibly kind. I, I also have to say I appreciate my new nickname, Magic Sauce, that you just gave me. <laughs> Zane, magic side, and, and it, it has a lot of connotations. So, <laughs> it does. I'll take all of them. I'll take all of them. But yeah, ZaneLamprey.com is awesome. Um, we check out your podcast. You guys have a tremendous following, and rightfully so. Um, everything that you know, I see about you and your persona is really just about helping the earth and humans and animals. You know, I, I, it's, it's yeah. I look, look I, I appreciate the the acknowledgement of that. I mean. One thing that has always been important to me, and and this is, this is since I was a kid. This is while traveling around the world, shooting three sheets, drinking easy, all this kind of stuff. I, I, I will, I will stop what I'm doing to say hi to a dog or a cat or a child. I don't like adults very much, but um, you know, or or a squirrel or a monkey or whatever it is. Like for me, we are we're sharing this earth with 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 other beings and. We're not really, we're not really doing a good job in, in maintaining uh, the the earth for them. So anything that I can do to raise awareness, anything that I can do to fix things. So with my uh, my apparel company, Adventure, um, it's spelled A D V three N T U R E. So the first E is a three because we plant three trees with every product sold. We also do a bunch of beer collaborations. Um, we did one with Fog Belt Brewing with LA uh, Ale Works, Full Tilt, um, Lowercase in, in, in Seattle. Uh, we'll be doing one with St. Arnold's in, in, in Houston. Um, a, a, lot, a lot of them. I mean, I was supposed to do about 70. Every every brewery we were going to, we were going to do a, uh, a, a collaboration beer. And then right. money was going to go towards local uh, pet rescues. So it still does with the, with the, the collaborations that we do. So planting trees we're helping pets and then of course my wife and i um have a a a pet rescue here which is pumpkin patch pet rescue um if anyone wants to know more about that just go to zanelamprey.com there's a little a little um place to click if you want to donate even if you want to donate a dollar look every the thing that's cool about helping out an animal is a dollar helps a dollar can buy a meal um and i'll 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 say one quick thing because you did bring up the podcast so i do my I do my podcast. Oh, what is that a monkey? <laughs> I think it was a cat. Uh, Jim, Jim likes to think that's a cat. <laughs> what? What is it? What's that noise? That's amazing. Cat meow. So I thought maybe he was just saying. Oh, you, oh, you were doing it. 
<laughs> not really a cat. It's like an opera cat. I'm not sure. It sounds it sounds like an owl in 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 distress. Yeah. Um, so 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 on the on the uh, the podcast, I have my buddy Steve McKenna, and Steve is my best friend since college. We've been friends for God almost thirty years, and uh, um, since I was six. And uh, I don't know, my, my math is bad. But but when doing drinking made easy, he grew a beard, and he grows a beard so quickly, and people love the beard. <laughs> And, and but the catch is everyone loves the beard except for Steve. He hates the beard. So what we're doing is a little bit of math here, but uh-huh. see if you can follow along. We are raising money for Pumpkin Patch Pet Rescue, and 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 Steve is growing his beard for that for that charity. And I'll tell you how that works. A great sport. So so yeah, he's a he's he's kind of great. He's a complainer, but he's a good sport. Um, he doesn't have a choice. He committed to it now. So what he's we're doing is too, so. what's that. I said he's easy on the eyes. He's easy. Well, when he, when he has a beard, yeah, yeah, exactly. When you co- when you cover up his face with hair, yeah. He's, Ooh he's la easy. la. But so what we do is we're, we we had to raise a dollar for the pet rescue on date for for episode one of the podcast. Then we double it. Then we double it again. So then it goes two. Then it goes four. Then it goes eight. So what amount? I don't know if you guys know this. What amount do you think we'll be at? If we start off with a dollar and double it every week for 20 weeks. This is like the thing your grandmother told you about when yeah. you were a kid. If you wanted yeah. to be a I mean, I'll be so wrong. I'll just jump out and be like, I don't know, yeah. 200, 2000. What's the math here? A million. Oh. No. Yeah, it's a million. It's a million. I'm going to bring up. I'm going to bring it up so I can so I can literally read it off to you. So it's like uh, one, one dollar, two, four dollars, uh, eight. Then 16, 32, 64, and uh, week seven, which is where we are right now in the podcast, 128. That's all we had to be at. And I think the charity's already raised like 2,800. So then week week eight is 256, 512, then 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 8,000. By week 15, you're at 32,000. By week 18, you're at 262,000. Then you double that, you double that again. So week 20, 1,048,576 bucks. So we don't expect to get to that point, but we're going to see how far we can go. So, so far we've raised enough money to have him grow his beard for 11 weeks. For the first few weeks, he was fine. Yesterday calls me up almost crying, begging me to, 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 uh, to shave the beard. So that's, that's great. So anyway, again, anyone wants to check that out, zanelamprey.com, the the podcast there, all the information's there, pictures of Steve with a stupid beard and and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible! How do we make our savings account work those numbers? <laughs> I know. Uh, I think I think the only way to really do it is to go to go to the casino, but the odds are not in your favor. Yeah, no, and that's a dangerous gamble. Is not happening. Wow, um, Jack, you have a question for Zane? I do. Um, you know, we talked about you going around the world, drinking everywhere. You've seen a lot. You've drank a lot. You you've been drinking with snakes and and things that we're never going to experience i didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't drink with snakes i drank snakes oh even better <laughs> no um, i think i think i think it'd be better to just actually sit at a table and drink with snakes but anyway yeah what was that one guy so the one guy within that that realm of well i drank snakes what is the craziest situation you've been in with with your worldly drinking um, the craziest situation, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's not like 
in a lot of Asian countries, what they do is they will put in, whether it's in rice wine or something stronger like gaoliang, which is like a, which is like a, a rum vodka thing. Um, they 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 sometimes. I mean, this is very old school. We'll put we'll put a, an animal in that, like a snake. Oh. I, I I've seen stuff as big as like an armadillo or whatever it is. People think that if you drink something with a snake in it, since a snake is a phallic-looking creature, that you drink its its essence and it will act like like basically like like a Viagra, uh, which science is definitely not on their side. Leave it to um, men. Just leave it to yeah, men. <laughs> that's you know what? That's exactly right. That is one hundred percent accurate. We should we should end the podcast right there. It's, it's 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 no different than these than these assholes going off and and thinking that uh, the same results will happen from a rhinoceros horn, you know. But, oh, yeah. but anyway, so so you go off and and you drink it and um and I mean it's 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 nasty and and the fact that they still do it is is a bit archaic, but um. But the the weirdest sort of experience, this is what popped in my mind. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened. But the weirdest thing that happened um, is, uh, well, there's two. One, one is, there's a thing called Balut, B-A-L-U-T. If someone's by a computer, just Google it, B-A-L-U-T, and you'll regret it. Because what it is, is it's, it's a duck egg that has been... Um, Oh, uh, right. fer- fertilized and it's, it's like a baby duck growing inside and it takes like i don't know like 17 18 days or something for it fully oh. to mature but what they do is on like day 11 they hard boil it and then you crack it open and you eat the baby duck and oh egg god and, and why did i i'm never listening to you no, again. <laughs> don't don't do that and so so people have asked me like is there anything you haven't drank no there is nothing i haven't drank but but there are certainly things that I haven't eaten. Uh, I think that was it. I even ate I even ate like one of those grubs, which was oh god, just so nasty. Um, one of the most amazing parts of the show was just how you got so deep into these cultures that you know we probably would have never seen, and uh, just waiting to you know watch you wake up the next morning to see is this dude hungover? Like, <laughs> right, he consumed a lot. I mean, that's really, that's something that I was always conscious of. And I'm, I'm always conscious of it. Even in doing this podcast with you guys, I'm conscious that my job or my role or the role that I choose is that of an entertainer. So I want people to have fun and I want to be remarkable. I want to tell stories that people keep people's interest. And I want to do things on the show that are our water cooler moments that people talk about because that's what people remember. There, there was other things that happened in the show where I drank the, the Viper rum, but no one remembers those parts, you know, because one thing stands out and, and gets burned in your, in your memory for a while. So I always, I always know when I'm doing it that I have to do it. That was sort of the difference when I brought Steve McKenna, my buddy onto drinking mid easy. He never wanted to do those things because he never wanted to be uncomfortable for me. Right. I know that these, temporary moments of being uncomfortable make the best entertainment when people are like oh my god don't do it please don't do it i couldn't do it or i could do it or whatever it is that's that's what makes it 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 it, it memorable whether it's eating something or doing something or you know whatever so that's that's that my my life can be summed up by 
by fans of the shows as as a series of moments that that stick with them. So those are those those are the, those are the beauty of it. And I think that that's really what set Three Sheets Apart and Drinking Made Easy from other shows is because they're the first shows about drinking or drinks where the the host or the people involved are actually having fun, like yeah. being being silly. I'm not saying I'm not saying overindulgence was really a part of the show. Uh, it was just about loosening up us as well as the social lubricant that that having a beer with someone is and getting someone to relax. Like you you sit down with someone and you have two beers like that person is just like their inhibitions are gone. They're not worrying about what they look like or what they're saying. They're just being honest. You know, you go, you go to five or six beers, you kind of get a different different person. But, mm-hmm. but getting to a point where everyone gets loose it's just a great way to learn about people and their cultures by having a drink with them because you get to know them so much more quickly. That's always been the Irish, you know, pub mentality where, you know, sure. there's no strangers here, just friends yep. you haven't met yet. And yes, I do right. love that about beer and watching you over the years through the TV shows and the comedy tours and, you know, all the times we've seen you, it's always fun and it's always so uplifting and, it only takes a minute to look at the responses we see on social media um, at really how many people you have influenced um, throughout the world, you know, to, to try a beer or to be more experimental or um, things of that nature. So, you know, with that, we always say thank you. And um, I think that kind of ties back into the um, CBMA's award, the 2020 man of the year where um, your industry peers basically voted um, you right to the top. And it came along with a lot of funny stories. Uh, one of them was Sun King, who yep. mentioned you guys were, I guess, filming Drinking Made Easy oh at God. their brewery. Yes. And they were popping corn for their uh, popcorn pilsner, which mm-hmm. Jackie had tried when we were out at their brewery in Indiana. And uh, I guess the story goes, the, the uh, poppers weren't cooperating. And you and one of the production managers proceeded to throw these popcorn makers. No, no, no. Here's no. Here's what happened. Close, close. But what happened was was they they had a bunch of pop air popping uh, like old school, like a dozen of them, and and they were popping and some weren't working. So um, one of the guys that was like the head brewer, one of them wasn't working. So he just took it and he just, and he's like, all right, fuck this one. He threw it and, and we were dying laughing. And, and then another one stopped working. So he kind of looked at me. I'm like, all right. I, I, and so I went to grab that one to throw that one. Cause it was funny. The thing is, is before he threw his, he unplugged it. I oh. forgot to unplug it. So as I threw it, it was attached to a, po- a, a power strip where all the oh, other no. poppers were attached to. So when I threw one, about five of them went flying. So, <laughs> but, 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 it, but it was funny, you know? And when I went there, uh, I guess it was last year, almost exactly a year ago, last December, um, they had me sign uh, the, 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 the popcorn popper. But again, it's like, and you, it, we, everyone knew in that moment that, that I what my my motivation was not malicious and, and actually that was that it was an accident, 
you know, so, so everyone had a lot of fun with that moment. I was incredibly embarrassed. And my wife, who was the producer was mortified, but, but I, <laughs> but I knew that that moment was an amazing moment. Like that was funny. It was stupid. I was so stupid to have done that, but that made it funny. And that's, and that's one of those moments that people remember. I think that she, you couldn't imagine how many popcorn seeds were all over this place. <laughs> I mean, by the way, it's a really, really good beer. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing that, that, they, that they made that beer. And what? this supposedly turned into a chug contest with the dude's mom that you lost. I see. Yes. Yes. Well, I may or may not. No, I did. I lost. Um, I don't. I don't think that I did the chugging. I think it was. I think it was our camera guy that did it. Our sound guy. Our sound guy. I think it was Tad. I don't know. We were all drinking. We were. We had. We had such a fun time. And that's kind of. That was that life. That's what we were doing. We were going around. And we were just meeting new people and, and making friends. Universally, every time we went someplace, we had two hours or three hours or whatever it was. After three hours, when we said we have to go, we got to go to sh another shoot, they're all just like, oh, stay. Just, we're, come on, we're having some drinks, relax. And we're just, no, we couldn't. Sometimes, sometimes we did. Sometimes we really did. Because we were having too much fun. We're like, ah, we got to just, we got to just stay here. But I, 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 I a reoccurring theme that we saw in a lot of the votes was just people who have met you or like you know after you meet Zane, you guys are like family. So yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. I, I, I feel, I feel the same way. You know, I, I just did, as I mentioned, I just did an inter interview for one of the papers in Syracuse, um, and the guy was like, "So, 2020, man of the year, and probably one of the worst years in, in beer." So. Is it like, is this something you did this year or is it lifetime? I'm like, well, look, I, I, I don't know that I would have accepted a lifetime achievement award because I, I think I still have more stuff to do. But but I but I'm sure that and, and as we all talked about it, that the award is is more for my influence uh, in the industry over the years that I've spent in it. Right, yeah. and, and, and I think the biggest compliment that, I, that I've gotten are people that say, because of you or because of your show, I became a sommelier. I became a Cicerone. I, I, I started my own brewery. Like I've met a lot of people that have started breweries because of the shows. And like, that's, that's amazing. I, that wasn't my intention. You know what I mean? My intention was just to go off and, and take something that could be very scientific, that could be overly explained and just make it palatable and make it interesting. Like don't go too deep into things because you got to maintain maintain people's interests, and so that's why we sort of bounced around and and whatever. But it, but I think I, I did a um, a CNN interview, and she started off like this, and she said, "You you fooled me. You have us all fooled." I was like, "Okay." She's like, "Well, look, I'm Australian, and I went to visit my Welsh friends for dinner, and they had a bottle of whiskey, and it was Welsh, and I started going off about all this information about about Welsh." drinking customs and, and Welsh spirits and all this kind of stuff. She's like, she's like, I knew more about Welsh drinking customs than they did. And they're Welsh, but I knew it because I watched your show. And she said, the, the reason you fooled us is because you have us think we're just watching something and laughing. We don't realize that we're learning something. So, you know, you, you, there, there always has to be takeaway, but the number one thing has to really be entertainment. No. And one thing I would add to that, you know, and I definitely learned this from watching you was 
you showed the story and the people behind show is like a travelogue and but it really introduced us to so many new beverages and traditions and things of that nature which in craft beer is super important and i mean really does tie back to why we're even here today and jackie and i creating the craft beer marketing awards because we've been in the beer industry for quite a while and we have been to you know hundreds of beer tasting competitions but there really wasn't anything out there that was celebrating all this awesome work that goes on beyond the brewing, which, you know, could be the beer labels and the artwork and, you know, the merchandise and the tap handles and, you know, you name it. It's uh, a, a lot of other folks are involved. So. The difficult thing with beer, whether it's doing a show about beer or talking about beer or taking pictures of beer is that it's just colored liquid. And right. and to be honest with you, it's all kind of in the same color spectrum, right? You know, it's either, it goes from light yellow to dark brown and it's it's anything in between, an amber, red, whatever. But it's all really, it all kind of looks the same. And so when you're doing TV, talking about beer, it, it can't really be about the beer because the viewer can't taste it. And that's really the biggest journey as, as, a, as a consumer. But it's really, it's really about the people. When you learn about the people and you, you have an emotional attachment to that person or you, you, you relate to that person or you feel for them or you're excited for them, whatever it is, that really makes you want to go and taste that beer. And I think what you guys have really done is, is shine the light on, on the people, on the products, on, on, on the vessels, on the, you know, the, the can, the art, all this stuff that that really takes those besides the recipe, right? Which, which not all, all of us can, can, can taste it. Not all of us can be in a place where we can taste it, but right. visually, visually there's so much going on out there with the art and, and, and the names and the, and, and the themes and just all this, like you said, the tap handles and all this, all this stuff that's really setting people apart and so much work as, as a business owner, I know, and you guys understand obviously more than anybody, but like, I know how uh, important the marketing aspect of it is. And when you say marketing, people think, you know, the selling of stuff, but the marketing is the, the brand identity, the, the themes, the colors. The storytelling. The storytelling, yeah. exactly. That people mm -hmm. spend so much time on, but then all they end up with, with is, is a can. You don't realize the stories behind the can. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing to, to put all that stuff in the spotlight. Yeah, and the cool part is the competition in many cases, in most cases, is the breweries themselves. The small yep. brewery, they're doing this work themselves. So, you know, it, it, it's a way of celebrating that and also everyone else that comes with it, you know, from illustrators to the marketers and advertisers to the people out there, social media influencers, people out there doing podcasts. So anyone out there really supporting the beer industry, which for us this year includes... Um, seltzer, mead, and cider, um, and really include that whole you know beer brewing universe. So, uh, and we also went global this year, so we're accepting entries from all around the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you're making me very thirsty. I know. <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah, I need a beer or, or a few. You know, as always, Zane, we always appreciate your support. We appreciate your time today to. Uh, 
get us kickstarted here. I can't even believe this is our first podcast and it's almost over and I don't even think I'm nervous anymore. (laughs) For everything you do for the industry, for the animals, thank you. Continue doing the good work. Oh, thanks guys. I I really, I I most very, very sincerely appreciate it. Well, um, anything else, Jackie? Let Zane get back to um, saving the planet. (laughs) (laughs) One beer at a time. One beer at a time. That's exactly right. Thanks, Zane. Thanks, Zane. So much. Cheers.